Welcome to the Consciousness Anywhere and Everywhere podcast. I am Shannon O'Hara and I invite you to a completely new world of possibilities. Hello, everybody. So if you've listened to any of my podcasts, you've probably noticed that a lot of them have to do with access consciousness. It's something that I love. It's something that I really created this podcast for to give people more resources to explore the incredible, what I think are the incredible tools and ways of utilizing the tools of access. And today I'm joined by my sister, Grace. Hi. And we get asked all the time, what was it like growing up with access? So I invited her to have a conversation. Grace herself has started facilitating a lot more classes. And obviously access has been pretty much my full-time business for Almost 20 years. I like can't even believe it when I say it. I can't um, either. <laughs> it's so weird. When you, I guess when you start really young, it really clocks over. But it's like, I mean, I really, I would say I started when I was 21, very loosely. But I started then. And, um, yeah, and I'm 40 this year. So <laughs> it's like almost 20 years. Access has been very good to both of us. And... So I thought it would be a fun conversation for people and it would sort of be like, instead of us trying to explain it to people, we could just refer them to the podcast. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. So Access was started by our dad, Gary Douglas, who you've heard him. If you don't know who he is, I'm glad you found me because if you know who I am and you don't know who he is, I don't know where you came from, but <laughs> I'm so glad. And if you look back in the library, there's a bunch of podcasts with him um, having some incredible conversations on very interesting topics. So basically, he started Access when I was 12. I, did, I should have done some math. So that means it was, was that 26 years? If I'm 45, <laughs> I should have prepared this. If I, just note to everybody out there, consciousness won't necessarily make you better at math. 28 years? So yeah, I would let's let's call it a let's call it at least twenty eight years. Yeah. No. No. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So twenty eight years ago, and he was in real estate before that. You know, he was a pretty what I would ever, which I think everyone would consider him a pretty normal guy. At least we thought he was normal because that's the thing <laughs> that I always find so hard to explain when people ask like what was it like growing up with Gary or what was it like actually they mostly ask me what it was like growing up with Gary not what it was like yeah. growing up with access what about you me too same I think that's always the question <laughs> and I also I call him Gary you'll hear me refer to him as Gary a lot because he's my stepdad so he married my mom when I was five and then my mom and Gary had Gracie I think I was eight yeah when yeah. you were born yeah. Mm -hmm. So Gary raised me and, but anyways, if you hear me refer to him as Gary, he's both to me, he's Gary and dad. Yeah. So we get asked a lot what it was like to grow up with, with Gary. And it's interesting because I have no other thing to relate it to. I'm like, I don't know. This is just like what it was. It was awesome. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I always ask them, how was it growing up with your parents? Yeah. Oh, what, and what are people able to articulate that? Yeah, no, not really. They were like, well, it just was. And then sometimes yeah. they like say they love them or they think they suck. Yeah. And, like, so, and sometimes my dad kind of sucked. Oh, 
So, yeah, I mean, I actually remember a lot more of the good stuff. I don't remember a lot of stuff. No, me I think too. I had some, I, I, had some, I'm, I kid. I'm joking. Oh, I have a dark kidding. sense of humor. I have other parents that sucked way more. So he, <laughs> he really, like, was an incredible gift in my life. And I'm really grateful that he took me on as such a young kid because I don't even want to think about what my life would have wound up like without him. I think it was definitely meant to be. I mean, you're definitely his daughter as much as I am. I guess I think, so what I think is interesting about our family is that we are all half siblings or step siblings. And like, I never, at least I never felt that like there was a definition between them. Yeah. Like we were just family. Yeah, I know. It's so, it was so interesting getting older and I, my husband is his brother and he, you know, he had, he had a mom and a dad and a brother and they all were like the same like thing. And it was such, it was sort of like, because my, um, my husband, I'm his second wife. And so he got a divorce, but he had two children with his first wife. And to me, that was like totally familiar. I was like, oh yeah, well I had a stepdad. I had, you know, my stepbrother had a stepmom. My sister, you know, it was like everybody had a step parent, a half sister, a half sibling. We were the quintessential blended family, and that's what I thought was normal. But my husband was from a very old world traditional family that stayed together forever. And I mean, his parents actually ended up did, did getting a divorce. But what was normal was I celebrate my birthdays with my stepbrother's mom, and you know, it's like. My half brother has a dad that nobody knows, and you know, and everyone would want us to explain, like, so how are you and Grace related, and how does Sky fit into this? And we'd be like, well, I've got to. So let me give the family tree. We'd have to draw a family tree, even if we drew it, nobody would get it. It's like so. So my mom had three different children with three different men, all about eight to ten years apart. So she had our oldest brother when she was in her twenties. She had me when she was in her thirties, and she had Grace when she was in her forties. She had Grace with Gary, who is the man that we're talking about. And then Gary came to the marriage with my mother with a son from a previous marriage who is my same age. So there's four of us and about two moms, two dads, four kids. Oh, yeah. around about three, that's three, about dads. three dads. Three dads. Three dads. Two moms, three dads. Oh, yes. Wait, who's the third dad? Adam, Adam's dad. But his dad was sort of never there, so I'm not counting. No, him. he was not. Ne- he was never there. He was never involved. But what's funny is that so I grew up. I was the one that grew up with two parents, and I always adopted people as parents because I thought it was weird that I didn't have more than two parents. Right. Exactly. So, so that's like, sort of- I had. Like, yeah. Yeah, I thought like I was the weird one. And now, of course, when we're older, we look back on that and we're like, right, we had, and that's the backdrop of what we were like, I would say we were like a very alternative Southern California family, to be perfectly honest. Like, I've never seen that kind of setup outside of California, really. Although I do think that blended families exist everywhere, but you get a lot of different formations in a lot more modern cultures where there's less focus on tradition. So I would say we did not come from a traditional family. And I think the thing that was the least traditional about us was the fact that we were actually raised with a parent who was advocating, facilitating, choosing, and cultivating real, and I'm going to say it, real consciousness, even though I think that's very controversial and like, what does that mean? And da, 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 da. But it's like, that's what the reality was. You and I were actually in the first bars class. Yeah. 
we were really little. Like I was 12. I mean, I wasn't as little, but Eddie was really little. And dad did the class out in our converted garage. You know, we had a converted garage that was made into like a little studio and he was practicing this stuff and sort of developing it. And the bars, if any of you guys listening don't know, it's the actually the beginning. It's the foundational tool of access, which is sort of like the first class you take and the first process you learn. And it's something that I utilize to this day, weekly, if not buy or try weekly. So we were there like right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. What do you remember? Like, I mean, it's sort of interesting. I guess the question is like, what was it like growing up with that kind of stuff? But like, all I really have to say is like, it was rad. Like, I'm yeah. so happy that it was there. Yeah, I would say the same thing. Like, I, I think we both kind of utilized it when we chose. And that was the beauty. I always say this when people ask me about growing up with that. It's, it was really my choice to be part of Access or not. Right. And it was never enforced upon me. It was never something like, this is our family, so that's how you have to do it. Like, our right. brothers aren't involved at all. Yeah. They don't come yeah. to classes. They, I think all of us have always utilized the tools, knowingly or not. Like, we, it's just how we were raised. Yeah. But I truly felt like it was always an option for me to come to a class, to not come to a class. It was just my choice. And that's what I think is beautiful about our dad is that he really gave us a choice in how we built our lives. I think he also knew too that like he, that when you're dealing with this sort of matter, which is like consciousness, it's something that somebody has to choose. You can't force yeah. it on them. You can't expect it of them. You can't require it of them. It literally has to be something they reach for. Exactly. He just also doesn't think that you force anything on anyone. And to me, that was like the greatest gift. I got to make, choose my mistakes and my everything. And then, (laughs) you know. I would say that's been one of the most more frustrating things because how many times did you want him to just tell you what to do and he fucking wouldn't? Oh my God, all the time. He would like make you choose and like make you discover for yourself. All the time. I was always like, I know you had like, help me make a decision. He's like, well, it's your life. Or like I chose, like I chose to go to college, and I was like, "Dad, can you please read my paper and tell me what you think?" And he's like, "I'm not the one in school." (laughs) (laughs) I was like, "This is not how this is supposed to work." Sometimes I need you to just be normal. (laughs) No, exactly, and that's actually a big, a pretty, um, because when people ask, like, "What was it like growing up with access?" and "What was it like growing up with your dad?" it's like, "Well, not normal." Because that's no. the interesting thing. It's like, we didn't really get like that normal dad behavior, which I actually think he, I've seen him be like, was I a bad dad? And I look at him and I'm like, wow, are you on drugs? Like you saved my life. Like, <laughs> like you, if, as far as bad dad goes, no, <laughs> like no. you're so different. And it's like, I have to, I have to admit that like, personally, I've really thrived on that difference. Like, I personally struggle with tradition or control and form and structure. So like I needed a huge amount of freedom and leeway, which has suited me, but I think that's very individual. So his sort of like hands off while completely invested and present and committed to us approach was very interesting. It was. And it was such a gift. Like I see it now, especially with having my own children how amazing it is 
that he was able to do that and like just be there for us completely while also butting out. Yeah, I think that's one of his um, one of his parenting philosophies is definitely like, you know, when you're choosing for you, you're a bad parent. <laughs> when you're uh-huh. not fulfilling all of your children's needs, demands and desires, you're a bad parent. And just to recognize that like when you feel like you're being a bad parent, it might be because you're taking care of you too. That's one of the parenting philosophies that I learned from him. Allowance, a lot of allowance. Like, wow, I look back and I'm like, why did he not stop me from doing that and that and that and that? And he, because and he, every- I think he knows, like, with who you are and who I am, if you tell us no, we're just going to do it worse. Right. That's actually true. He's like, I can't stop them. All I can do is be here for them when and if they come asking questions or for any advice or support. Exactly. But how often do you also like, I see it with my kids and I don't know if you see it with yours. If I say no to them, they want to do it so much more. And I saw it from like infancy. So what I always tell my friends that have kids now, they're always like, how do you deal with it? Because like, I feel like I say no all day long. I'm like, I don't usually say no. I say, Mm. that's not a good idea. Please don't touch the hot stove. It'll burn you. (laughs) Like you explain, you explain why they shouldn't do something. And then it helps them make their own decisions about it. I never baby proofed ever (laughs) with either of my kids. Given Grayson is much more difficult with Alexander with it. But like I pay attention to them. And I just let them, like, I tell but them that's what they can do. So that's, but that's another huge aspect of something that I think was actually different about the way that we were raised was we were raised to be aware, never careful. Yes. He would never say be careful. He would always say be aware. And right. that awareness has, wow, has that served me in adulthood. Like, I trust, I actually trust myself, which I don't see a lot of other grown people really having that. No, or they they think they have to do something a certain way and I'm not Mm. sure where that comes from but like I don't feel like we were ever taught to do that the difference I see with how like my kids function versus other kids or I do versus my friends it's just having that awareness but also just being able to have a choice and just like choosing one thing today and knowing that I can choose something else tomorrow if I have to. I think that's the only way to describe it. Right. And that's another big thing. I would say that's a huge um, sort of advantage that we were given was that he would never take away our choice. In fact, he, even when we were like, Hey, can you please tell me what to choose? (laughs) Like, can you please like, just tell me what to do? And he'd be like, Nope. (laughs) I know. Sometimes you just want advice and he's like, well, that's the thing. It actually taught me how to ask for what I really needed. Yeah. Rather than that, rather than, because what he would always say, he's, he would say, well, hey, look, if I tell you what to do, you're going to blame it on me if it doesn't work out, which is true. Like I totally would. It's, yeah. But sometimes you want to blame it on someone else. So, but he was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> he's just so funny because he'll be like, it's just a choice. How many times I heard that in my life and I'm like, well, it doesn't feel like just a choice right now. Right. But it was always just a choice. But have you found also too that in that, what I would almost call like hands off, but totally engaged at the same time, like he definitely won't alleviate you of being the leader of your own life. 
But yeah. at the same time, he's always like waiting for you to ask a question that'll really give you clarity about what you want to choose. Right. It actually cultivated an incredible like introspective ability where I'd look and I'd be like, okay, so what can I ask? What do I really want to choose here? Of course, that didn't come till much later. Now I'm in my wise 40s. So I have like, so I'm covered so much ground. I saw a quote by, I think it was like Carl Jung. He was like, mm-hmm. everything up till 40 is like, just, oh, what did he say? It's like a, it's just like a rehearsal or like practice or an exploration. And right. I really do get now like that I can look back and see even the things that he did that I really hated really created so much more inner strength for me definitely I agree so that's what it was like growing up with him (laughs) confusing yet enlightening and so that's him like that's the man and then there's access yeah and access is bigger than him it's it's a huge worldwide organization it's a bunch of people running their own independent access businesses myself included. You've started facilitating some of the bigger choice of possibility classes. It's huge. So I think it's huge and it's only getting bigger, which is totally what I have been choosing towards for years. And it's been super interesting growing up with that too, because from a very young age, I was meeting all these people and it didn't take long before access became, I would say, multinational. So I'd be meeting all these people from all these different countries and all these different demographics who are like amazing people. Like some of the people in Access are just like, they're the kind of people that you know are always going to be there for you and are always, not all of them, but a lot of them are really supportive and really interested and like kind of like, I kind of see us as this multi-talented motley crew of weirdos in the world who, and I say weirdos because I think a lot of the choices and the tools and the processes and the ways and the philosophies of access don't make you fit into the norm. They create so much difference. Definitely. So I was sort of like exposed to and having um, a real expansion of getting to know all these different people from all over the world. I mean, I'm really excited because like, I remember when access started getting really big in India and I was like how the fuck did it get to India like it was just like (laughs) I remember when dad was like just in the backyard in the converted garage like doing these tiny classes and I'm like I'm like how the fuck did we get to India it was like India was this whole totally unknown universe and then it got Mm -hmm. to like Russia and I was like what and then it got to the Middle East and I was like no way and like now legit there's literally we have access facilitators in like Saudi Arabia I'm like how does this happen it's like amazing. So that's it's like, crazy. you know, when I'm having these sessions with these women in Saudi Arabia, and I'm like, am I even equipped to do a session for someone, a woman born and raised in Saudi Arabia? And lo and behold, using the tools of access, they apply to everyone, no matter what demographic, gender, or age. It's true. Well, I think so that, because it's based so much in just awareness and how... And question. So it's not like you're giving someone the answer. You're literally just showing them how to ask questions to get their own awareness and their own yeah. space. Yeah. And that's universal. That's what I would love to see more in the world is people like having the freedom to know themselves and to explore their universes and like make their choices based on that information. Mm-hmm. 
I personally think we won the jackpot. Like, I am like, this is exactly the right dad, exactly the right place for me for this life. Yeah. And like Grace said earlier, like, we have two brothers who aren't involved and aren't interested. And, like, that's (laughs) totally fine. And that's just, like, but it's still, like, something that they can choose and that everybody can choose and all I know is that growing up with Gary and then having access really flourish throughout my 20s and 30s has been like this incredible investment in becoming like a really different kind of person. Yeah, I think that's kind of how it's why it's hard to talk about growing up with dad and growing up with access because it just makes it just different, but it also was our norm. Yeah. And how lucky are we that we got to have that as a norm? Because I've seen a lot of other norms that um, <laughs> I think a lot of other people don't really survive, you know? Exactly. So what, what's it been like for you kind of growing into choosing to facilitate more? Again, it sort of, it makes it feel hard because I don't have, I feel like so many people that come to Access have this aha moment where they're like, it changed something dynamically for me, for them. And they just went from like one day to another of doing access and asking questions and being a part of it, of this like consciousness movement. I guess it was just sort of always there and always part of me and always something that I guess calling to me. So it feels really good to do more classes and it feels natural and normal. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we're really lucky too, because like, even I remember a couple days, like a couple, maybe last week it was something like, I was just messaging you about like, I don't even know what I was like, we've been talking <laughs> because we've been in quarantine. Well, I actually haven't been in quarantine and neither of you really, except you're in New York state, which has shut down a lot. Yeah. I mean, we're in quarantine and that there's nothing to do. We're just home. Yeah. <laughs> And Grace has, like, a great big property, and now, like, all the trees are, like, with leaf, and it's just beautiful there. And I'm in Sweden that never went into quarantine, so we, like, I've just been, like, you know, exactly, like, I can't travel, which is unusual for me, but needless to say, there's been a lot more home time, so we've been, like, swapping recipes and talking about, I was messaging you about, like, bed sheets, and uh-huh. I just messaged with you for like, I don't even know what it was, but we just went back and forth for a while. And I felt like so much better afterwards. And we weren't even talking. We were just messaging. But being able to sort of like, even just reach out to you and be like, can you ask me a question? And like, have that immediate lightening up. has been such a huge gift. For me too. It's nice to have that with, especially because you're my sister, but I think that's the community that access creates too because even if you don't have your sister there in a class with you or someone close to you you can kind of reach out to anyone and they're always willing to like have your back and yes but I have a lot of good things to say about you because (laughs) (laughs) because I do I would say that like since I'm so familiar with the tools and I'm so like in shape with the energies Mm -hmm. sometimes what I'm dealing with isn't like a lot of people can't necessarily relate to it but a lot of times like you can listen and then what comes back is like a really simple but very effective response like I remember once this was years and years ago 
I was feeling so weird and I messaged you. I think I even just said like, hey, can you ask me a question? Or I was like, I might even just said like, I feel weird. And you were like, <laughs> and you were like, is this more awareness? And immediately it lightened up because it was greater awareness showing up that I like had never had before and didn't have a reference point for. And let's face it, when you sometimes when you get more aware, it's fucking weird because it's like all yeah. this information that you've like never had before. But when I acknowledged that it was awareness, I was like, ah, okay, cool. So there's something changing. And that was it. And like, I stopped feeling weird and it was an immediate transformation. I like, and so now like that went into like my toolbox as a very like valid question for people who are exploring and developing into greater consciousness because it's not always like rainbows and sparkles getting more conscious. It can be, it, it can be very confronting and that's why we have all these amazing tools to make it easier. It's so cool. It is cool. Well, thanks for coming on here with me. Thanks for having me. And thank always you all. fun to get to talk to you. And thank you everybody out there who's listening. And sometimes I feel kind of like an asshole telling my story because like, <laughs> I feel like the luckiest person in the world. I know, um, exactly. And I am lucky and how does it get better? And we, and the thing, I think the moral of the story is like, this is me and Grace's experience and our story. But fact of the matter is like, we're actually both here as facilitators, deliberately sharing and contributing all the gifts that we were given by growing up with Gary and by getting to be exposed to access so consistently. It's like, that's not in short supply. It's like, we're here to contribute. And so is Gary and all, each and every one of you really can have him in your lives if you choose. And he is definitely not suffering fools. I listened to a class he did like about 12 years ago and I was like, wow, that's a really different tone. And so it's like, if you want to take a class with our dad, you should, and you should be prepared for some serious growth. My favorite so, part of his classes is that he is, he can be so succinct and so direct and it's just like so easy. Yeah. It's yeah. Very clear. And I think you just get whatever that energy is that he's trying to. Yeah. And he's really, and I, and I really strove for that. Like I've watched him have this like profound impact and I'm like, whoa. And I've, and I've actually like been a recipient of the profound impact and I'm like, wow. I want to be able to replicate this. Like, this is the kind of freedom that I want to be able to create in the world. Like, and the, and the sanity. Like, just like, yeah. I remember in the beginning, like in my early 20s, like all teenage girls and 20-something-year-old girls are going through, oh my God, the highs and the lows. And I remember <laughs> just being so flipped out about some boy or the, like, <laughs> just, that's actually another thing about growing up with him. I could come to him with anything. Yeah. Anything. I mean, I think back on the conversations that I had with him and I'm like, I only realized that that wasn't common as I got older, but I mean, I could come to him with anything. And I mean, and I could be so in reaction and so freaked out and so weird and being so dramatic and so intense and so angry and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, within 15 minutes, I was sane and I was at peace. Yep. And that was That's like, amazing. so much better than being tortured for my entire life. <laughs> I remember so, once when I was like 21 I told him about sleeping with someone and and he literally turns to me and goes 
oh, thank God I thought something was wrong with you. Ah. <laughs> and I was like, why? And he goes, because your brothers and sisters just tell me everything and you don't tell me anything about like your love life or whatever. And I was like, okay. I mean, <laughs> no, I, mean, I didn't it's... think that I needed to talk to you about sex all day long. No, but that's what's so funny about the family too. I mean, everything every family knows that like everybody in the family is quite different, but like that is yeah. you're you're like what I call the white sheep of the family. Yeah. <laughs> because like the rest of us are so loud and so outspoken and so sort of like aggressive and you're like very demure and very withheld. <laughs> like you're very you keep it to yourself and you're very polite. And I'm like, where did this fucking weirdo come from? Like the rest <laughs> of us are like so intense. And well, so that's we all... always been saying for our entire lives, like just for me, just for fun, never tell anyone. So I took it to yeah. heart. Yeah, yeah. And so, and I, um, I just as you told that story, I realized too, like the first thing that like dad and sky would ask like when i was seeing a new guy they're like how's the sex like that was Uh the gauge like that's even like that's the gauge of like should we get behind you on this how was the sex and if i was like awesome (laughs) they were like okay cool let me support you and if i was like it was weird they're like okay so and then they would just move on to the next thing you know sky's sky is our brother that is shannon's age yeah yeah so we had a very different and actually now that we're like getting into the stories more of like cool like it actually brings a lot of joy thinking back on all of that and like how much it's like fun we got to have around the dinner table and how how easy it was to handle everything that came up in my life because I could go to dad with everything and anything and it wasn't like it was never like because I thought I needed to figure it out for myself it was actually that I could literally come to him with anything and everything and he would have a question a tool a process and a way of actually handling it yeah that was the miracle (laughs) that was the miracle very true he's a cool guy he's a cool guy I think he's been like that like he just had a birthday and he hates his birthday and I was thinking about it and I was like he's been like a dad to so many people and like he's given what he's given to us to so many people very true it's kind of it's a special yeah, definitely. And he teaches a lot of adults how to actually be adults not without losing themselves, like how to mature yeah. into like the powerful person they can be and like commit to their lives and actually create their lives, which apparently a lot of people aren't taught how to do. So he's, I feel like we definitely got this like special inner strength and like life capability. Yeah. Yeah. We did. Well, thank you for having me. It was fun to talk about our weird family. Yeah, and now we'll give a little update. So now we all live like Grace lives in New York. Yeah. Dad has a house in Houston, but is traveling when, you know, borders aren't closed as it is now during coronavirus time. But he's like traveling most of the months, every month. I have a place in Southern Sweden as my base we have one brother who lives in Florida and we have another brother who lives in California. We were all, we were all from California originally. Well, not all the kids. We were all from California, but we've all dispersed across the planet. And that's, I think, also pretty fun and different. Yeah. And we've all, I mean, we've all had such different journeys too, like lived all over the place. Yeah. So we look forward to meeting you, seeing you out there 
who's listening and getting to sort of explore the difference that access can be in your life. And just because you didn't grow up with it doesn't mean that it can't be a tremendous resource for you now. So we hope you enjoyed it. And we hope that you have what works for you. And how does it get better? How does it? Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to this show. My target is to make consciousness easy to find and choose. So if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a five-star review on iTunes and share this with somebody who you know who might be looking for more consciousness in their life. You can visit me on shannon-ohara.com or talktotheentities.com. And to learn more about the amazing tools of Access Consciousness, you can visit accessconsciousness.com and be sure to subscribe to the podcast.